Hello everyone, and thank you for joining me in today's episode. Today I wanted to talk about a topic that most of you have probably not heard about, which is unconscious masochism. This can be a very hotly debated topic in the world of psychology. It's an area that I've learned about over the course of many years, because I know a psychiatrist who specialized in the subject, and I've read a couple of books um, by the father of unconscious masochism, uh, Edmund Burglar, who I'll talk about more soon. I do have a short disclaimer to make before I start. Based on conversations with professionals in the mental wellness and psychology industry, psychoanalysis has, over the years, reduced in popularity. There is much less of an interest in delving deep into the psyches and histories of people to figure out what happened in their their childhood and why they might be making the types of decisions that they are. And there is a bit more focus on different types of talk therapies and also cognitive behavioral therapies, also known as CBT, which I also really respect. I think all of these modalities and tools to help support healthy mental wellness are important, but I also thought it was important to mention that psychoanalysis seems to be less and less popular with time because there are people who believe that a lot of the theories stemming from Freud are no longer applicable because modern times are different from how life, culture, and mindset were at the time of Freud and the birth of psychoanalysis. And my personal opinion is that I understand where, um, you know, these concerns are coming from. And I also believe that unconscious masochism is agnostic to where we currently are in history and is a human characteristic. So I think some of the examples laid out in textbooks might have relationships and circumstances that might be dated compared to today. So I understand the debates. So with that, let's get into what unconscious masochism is. So unconscious masochism are really compartmentalized aspects of ourselves that drain our energy that actually takes pleasure in suffering and wastes our time by causing us to make poor decisions and if not taken care of can lead to us sabotaging um, and just sabotaging us from having the life of our dreams. Something extremely important to know is that most people don't fully realize how much power they have to make their lives amazing and the same power and agency that they have can also be used to destroy and sabotage your life and others' lives. And going to the basic concept of this, we can say that we are all in some way addicted to suffering and it's unconscious to us unless we really reflect on areas in our lives that we aren't happy with and what our part was in leading us there. So, you know, before I get into the heart of unconscious masochism, I really need to say that this episode 
and myself. <laughs> I'm in no way, shape, or form intending to blame the victim for things that may have happened in their lives that have adversely impacted them and are now having an impact on their ability to thrive and function and have their dream life. My intention is definitely not to victim blame, but instead to shed light on the fact that every single human on earth has some form of unconscious masochism where they are addicted to suffering and just feel more comfortable with the known due to a perception of control. And this exists even with people who are thriving, but their level of unconscious masochism is just less. So with that, let's get into the basics. So let's talk about Dr. Edmund Burglar. He is the father of unconscious masochism and uh, was a psychoanalyst. He was a student and follower of Sigmund Freud, but narrowed in on unconscious psychic masochism. So beneath the surface of our conscious mind, there's a part of us that actually takes pleasure in suffering and pain, which is really what the definition of masochism is. And this starts off when we are babies and things that have happened before we're able to form conscious memories, experiencing traumas. And the only way to mentally and emotionally survive and thrive in those times was to take pleasure in the pain so that we feel a sense of control. And we get so used to the pain and suffering that it feels comfortable to us. And when we're experiencing it, we kind of have this counterintuitive sense of control in our lives. And this becomes applied to traumas that we experience as we go through life as well and grow older. And going back to the times when we're babies, um, in the theory of unconscious masochism, there is the concept of, you know, quote unquote, bad mother and neglected child. And depending on the relationship, whether it be between family or friends or our significant other, we can play the role of either bad mother or neglected child. And we can even play both roles with the same person depending on um, the situation. So let's talk about bad mother. What does bad mother do? Bad mother refuses the neglected child. Babies don't realize logic and reason that the microsecond they cry and want mother to come and give them milk, that maybe she needs a minute because she's in the middle of something and literally just needs a minute or less before she can make it over to the baby. And babies and toddlers can sometimes internalize the suffering and feel like they're neglected and learn to take pleasure in feeling neglected just so they can get through, just so they can just get through it. And when they're older, they create situations in which they can continue to be in the position of neglected child, whether they, they know it or not, usually not. Or they can flip it around and be like, I'm going to take back control and now I'm going to be the neglector. And then that would make them bad mother. So usually a, a healthy person 
can realize in situations that they are loved and that their parents, especially their mother, love them. Why is it more so bad mother? Because she's always the one who first breaks our hearts. We spend so much time in our baby lives being attached to mother, being fed by her, being coddled by her, that when that reduces because it's time to eat solid foods and spend more time walking, it's as if the love is gone, but it's not. And this is definitely not to say that, you know, fathers don't do this. There are fathers who are the primary parent who takes on the childcare. Um, but especially these days versus the time of Freud and burglar. So we can probably think of it as bad mother and bad father too. And this goes back to my disclaimer at, uh, at the beginning, why this is less and less popular because um, it can be upsetting for some people who are like, well, these are very um, outdated terms and outdated norms. But um, I am just sort of sharing the information based on uh, the theory itself, but we can definitely apply it to um, parental relationships. So it's no accident that the type of relationship that bad mother and neglected child is easily observed in romantic relationships with our significant others. These are like these are our closest, most intimate, most vulnerable relationships that trigger our traumas the most. And when our traumas aren't processed and become exposed, if we are unhealed and wounded, we will release the kraken and become either bad mother or neglected child, either from childhood traumas, previous relationship traumas, or any other type of trauma. So now that we have some context around unconscious masochism and generally being addicted to suffering, I'll bet you now have a good idea of how this can be played out in our relationships, friendships, and in our careers. So now that we're aware that being addicted to suffering is a thing, what can we do about it? I really think that both top-down and bottom-up approaches to healing our unconscious masochism are both immensely beneficial. So a top-down approach would be something like talk therapy, where we mostly use our logical mind to shed light and bring awareness to areas of our lives where, upon reflecting, we realize that decisions that we've made have accumulated and we have designed the life that we have today. Our unconscious plays a huge role in our decision-making and actions, and we are so good at making excuses for why we decide on things, but we dance around the real reason that we decide things and not take certain actions, which is the unconscious masochism. But with the awareness, talk therapy and reflections, we can reveal more and more what we're up to, to ourselves. And a bottom-up approach is very much a somatic body approach to healing our traumas and the hidden parts of ourselves that we've compartmentalized and need to release. Somatic breathwork is an amazing bottom-up therapy approach to release the stuck and really, really hidden parts of ourselves from our energetic crevices that talk therapy and logic essentially has no access to. So, 
I invite you to reflect, maybe even take out a journal about areas of your life that you might be self-sabotaging because there's a dark shadow part of you that actually likes to suffer because you're so used to suffering and you actually don't know what it would feel like for things to be good or when things feel good does that make you feel uncomfortable like the other shoe is about to drop so in order to feel like you're in control do you make the other shoe drop do you cause unnecessary trauma sometimes when faced with a decision do you often choose the familiar but worse option Are you in a relationship where you often neglect or do you often feel neglected? In either of those cases, think about why you might be either doing the neglecting or why you tolerate and remain in a relationship where you feel that way. And I'm not saying, oh, you feel neglected, you should leave that relationship. No. Oftentimes, if it's not a toxic relationship, but just one that sort of bad mother and neglected child dynamic, by changing how you show up in the relationship and how you embody your ideal identity, you can naturally make the better decisions, not perpetuate drama, and be the bigger energy for your partner to align with. There's so much to say on this topic that I can make another episode just on that, and I will soon. But for now, I'll leave you to reflect and feel more armed with knowledge to take the steps to create your dream life. So, if you enjoyed this episode and found it useful or valuable, I'd really appreciate it if you subscribe to my podcast, if you haven't already, and share it with anybody you think would find it of value as well. Thank you, and see you in the next one.